to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? It's going great, David, and how are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, you enjoy your uh, your week off in Oregon? In Portland, snowy, icy, 25-degree Portland, Oregon. Yes, I actually did. But I really, I really like the warmth. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere else in the country, obviously, is like frozen over right now. Like parents and friends in DC and New York are all jealous of me right now that we've got 70, 80 degree weather every day down here. Um, yep. We got some news this week. Um, Travis Williams, after a uh, riveting 17 day stint as linebackers coach of the Miami Hurricanes, as you noted. I think we wrote three stories about him in that 17 days, so we really got our uh, money's worth out of him. Uh, he's headed to Auburn uh, to be the defensive coordinator for new coach Gus Mel. Sorry, headed to UCF to be the defensive coordinator for former Auburn coach Gus Malzahn, reunited uh, after Williams was uh, Malzahn's linebackers coach and, and co-defensive coordinator at Auburn before Malzahn got fired. Now, they are teaming up in Orlando, a promotion for Travis Williams, as uh, Blake James noted on Tuesday when he was asked about the reports that T. Will was going to UCF. So, Susan, I ask you, what is your favorite memory of the uh, Travis Williams era? Well, my my favorite memory is the only uh, (laughs) (laughs) news conference we had. It was a great press conference, like an all-time great first press conference. Yep. And think, well, we'll just, you know, take it one day at a time and we'll see what happens then and they're the they're the kings kind of thing, you know. Yep, yep. And then his rapping Yeah, we like couldn't get him off the press conference, off the Zoom. He just like kept like talking about how excited he was. He wanted everyone to show their, their video on the Zoom instead of just uh, having the cameras off. He was just Yeah, uh, and his rapping career or whatever, he, and he's really good at it. He, I mean, he's amazing. And and then uh, and then we, you know, we wrote stories about it. And, and some of the UM fans didn't like that. They said we needed to concentrate on the linebacker uh-huh. situation, which we did, by the way. We, yeah, we did. We did. We did. And the thing, the funny thing is, he wanted to talk about it. I mean, he talked about it, and he said, "Yeah, I guess uh, maybe I am basically pretty good at this." Right? Everybody wants to know about it, and it was kind of fun. Yeah. Sorry he's gone. He's supposed to be a great recruiter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is, um, this is what happens when you hire good coaches, right? Like, we've been wondering about Rhett Lashley basically since uh, the first game at uh, as coach when the offense looked good. We were wondering, you know, how long, really even before that, we were wondering how long is he uh, going to stay in Miami? Is he going to get a head coaching job somewhere? Um Travis Williams, I mean, when Miami hired him, you know, they knew he was an up-and-coming coach, and, you know, I, I don't think they expected him to only be here for 17 days, but, um, you know, I, I don't think they expected him to be their middle linebackers coach for, uh, like, five years. Like, he was clearly kind of a rising star in the coaching ranks. Obviously, he was 
uh, Melzahn's co-defensive coordinator at Auburn. I don't think he had play calling duties there, but so now he gets a clear uh, promotion at UCF. Um, you know, it, it's obviously a shame for Miami because uh, I think Travis Williams seemed to be a pretty good fit for uh, just like what Miami, what Manny Diaz was looking for. Um, and now you got obviously the pickings are even slimmer now um, than they were three weeks ago. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's what happens. You know, uh, I think Manny has proven to be a pretty good hirer so far. Um, or, or good at least self-evaluating. And, you know, no one hits 100%. No one bats 1,000. But um, I think I think if he, like, he, he clearly established, like, an identity with what he's looking for on his defensive staff um, this offseason I think he really valued recruiting chops obviously you know that's Travis Travis Robinson is a good uh coach but kind of even has an even better reputation as a recruiter obviously promoting DeMarcus Van Dyke uh from the recruiting department to cornerbacks coach speaks for itself and um you know Jess Simpson I think was emerging as a really potentially good recruiter and obviously Travis Williams um you know he hadn't really recruited Florida at all and and you know, he was like, like I said, he's you know a rising star. He's a defensive coordinator because he was a really good position coach. But he also like he recruited five star talent of Auburn, and you know was kind of one of their ace guys in in uh, Alabama and Georgia. So um, I think Manny Diaz likes young, energetic, like that. Travis Williams checks all those boxes, and and those guys tend to be good recruiters. Across the board, every coach on that staff now is. I don't know how old T. Rob and Jess Simpson are, but right. I, I think everyone everyone's got to be younger than what, like forty five, basically on that defensive staff. He, he definitely is molding that staff, or yeah. had molded the staff into a young, um, you know, like you said, energetic, exuberant, um, great relationships, you know, players, coaches, kind of guys. Um, and then in the background, you know, very strong background, he's had, he has some maturity and experience, um, you know, with Shoup, uh, Bob Shoup, a defensive analyst, right, now that yeah. was just hired, and, um, uh, you know, and Todd Stroud, who was a defensive line coach, is, is helping him in the background, too. So it'll be interesting to see if, he needs to take one of those guys and, um, you know, and maybe Shoop or whomever and make them the, the new linebackers coach. Um, but, you know, we have to see, like you said, uh, after the convention and, you know, all the, all mm-hmm. the uh, hiring and firing, most of it's been done already. Yeah. So, but, but look at, look at, you know, Travis Williams. I mean, he, he left If The right opportunity arises for someone. They'll leave also. Right, yeah. Uh, everyone on the defensive staff, I believe, is under 50. I think Jess Simpson is right around 50. Every, but uh, Rob, Travis Robinson under 40. So, yeah, so clearly, I think as yeah. long as, you know, like you said, the options are slimmer. Like, it's a little, obviously, every day of the past, it gets a little bit harder to find exactly the guy you want. But I think if Manny sticks with that kind of philosophy of, you know, I think at linebacker in particular, recruiting is going to be re- linebacker and defensive back are two positions where I think 
it was really important to get a good recruiter in the building um, because, you know, those are just kind of positions lacking really high-end talent right now in the secondary. You know, they had some, like, former four-star guys like Al Blades and DJ Ivy and um, to Corey Couch, but just they needed more depth there at, at cornerback. Yeah, I, I, and at linebacker, I mean, if you look at that group right now, it's, I think Avery Huff yeah. is the only former four-star recruit at that position. Like, yep. they've got a really like they haven't really landed a, a stud there. I guess Zach McLeod was probably a former four-star, although he's moving to defensive end. Obviously, um, you know they haven't really landed a stud there since Manny pulled in Shaq, Pinckney, and and McLeod. So, um, uh, that's the weakest uh, position. Yeah, just from a, from a pure talent. They've got they got I like the depth they have there, but yeah, from a pure talent standpoint. I agree. Um, so I've got five names written here as potential candidates. Again, we're not reporting anything. These are just some names we've seen rumored, just kind of also just maybe make sense. Um, let's start with Bob Shoup because you mentioned him. I guess Todd Stroud could also kind of fall into this category. Um, right. My thinking here is that what they would do is maybe make Patkey the linebackers coach and Shoup the special teams coach, like kind of let him still have just like a bigger man- overall management role. Um I would think the same with Todd Stroud, but obviously they could also become the linebackers coaches. Um, what do you think of a move like that? Of, of, of Packy? Well, just bringing those, one of those veteran guys on staff. Oh, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a definite possibility. I mean, they've been there. Like yeah. you said, they're veterans. Uh, I mean, shoot. Shoop has yeah. never coached linebackers specifically, which is part of the. He's a mostly been a DBs and obviously was, defensive coordinator he, guy. But right. um, he was the safety coach oh, Shoop at Michigan last season. Yeah, DBs and, mostly. Uh, yep, DBs safeties and. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, Shoop is. I think he's fifty four now. He is, so it's not like he's a super old man. I mean, he's a, <laughs> he's a two time Broyles Award finalist. Yeah, with, with Broyles goes to the the top. Um, assistant coach in college football, so that's really prestigious. Yep. Uh, obviously, he's a, you know he's a great defensive mind. So it could be. It depends on you know. It depends on if that'll take him away from what Manny wants him to do now. Right. You know, or yeah. just like another addition, whatever. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I. I think I don't know these guys really well. Um, any of these guys, I haven't covered them, but, um, I mean, I think any of that would work again, depending on what they're doing in the background. I don't, I, the more I think about it, Todd Stroud was the coach coaching on field Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he went to an off field position. Apparently he said he would like to be on the field again, but that's kind of a strange situation, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I think maybe Shoop would have a better chance. Yeah, it seems like Shoop would. I, I, you raise a good point of the what are they doing? What is what does their current position entail, and what does um, how important is that to Manny's vision? One of the things uh, I really like about what Manny's done with this staff is he's got a lot of off the field guys um, between yep. the recruiting office that's pretty big now, especially with Mike Rumpf there with Stroud and Shoup in, in kind of new advisory roles, obviously at Reed. Um, so I, I think to me, like Shoup or Stroud seems like a fallback plan. Like he, they're, yeah. they're kind of like the safe pick. Like if you, if you can't get the guys in that you want, 
I think any of the like, like I think they'd be a perfect like fail safe option. Um, the, I agree, David. I agree with you a hundred percent because I mean Manny just made he just did what his choice like what right. he would like to do. Okay, and his, what 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 he's able to do in his perfect world is what he just molded. Right, and to change it all up now, I don't know. I kind of agree with you. I think he's going to try to get somebody new in as a linebacker yeah. coach, but or maybe the tacky thing. And something else. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, um, I would say the name that probably has just been mentioned most is Randy Shannon, who is uh, effectively who Travis Williams is replacing at UCF. Uh, Randy was the defensive coordinator there from uh, 2018 to 2021. Um, was briefly the interim head coach there this year after Heupel left for um, right. Tennessee. Yeah, for Tennessee and. Um, before Malzahn got there, um, no longer listed on UCF's uh, roster on their coaching staff. Uh, so he, again, like an older, more veteran guy, he doesn't necessarily fit that like young, energetic mold, but I think he does fit, obviously, the recruiting mold. Like there, there are few guys who have a better reputation of recruiting South Florida than, than Randy Shannon. And, and he's, listen, Randy's, <clears throat> I covered him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, a Miami lifer in a lot of ways. Yeah, he's a Miami guy. Yeah. You know? I think he went to Miami, New Orleans. Yep. You know, he played, played for Miami. Miami spent like... Linebackers coach there. He was defensive coordinator there. Yeah. Um, spent like 20 years on staff at Miami, basically. But from his time as a GA through his time as a head coach. I just... I, I don't know... Yeah, so I you... you, you when, when I mentioned this to you... And you, I mean, we, again, this has just been not, not any reporting, but this is a name that obviously is going to be linked to Miami he fits in a lot of ways, but you, you were pretty quickly like, eh, I don't see it. Well, explain why. As well, someone who covered him and was here when, yeah, when it ended. And he, you know, so he was named interim head coach, which we knew he wasn't going to be the right, right, right. coach, but permanent, but it's like, you know, he's been a defensive coordinator you know, he's been a defensive coordinator at some good programs, uh, and including UM. Yep. The head coach at UM. Yep. Uh, for for a few years, um, and it's kind of like, I don't know to come back as a linebackers coach. I'm not. I don't. And and also, do they want to bring back Randy? Do they think they're? I'm not sure. I don't know about the Randy Manny Diaz relationship mm-hmm. i i don't know like so randy would be coming back somewhere where he was a head coach where he was a defensive coordinator and working i don't know i i'm i don't know their relationship and i don't linebackers coach and also he has um also randy you know he has like a, a buyout yeah Laws and he, right, he's got an so he doesn't. He's not really in a rush to go. In. He's getting paid. Uh, report according to Rivals uh, UCF site, he'll get paid one million dollars this year, no matter what, by UCF with an offset clause. So if Miami hired him, so like let's just say a one year, like let's say he'd make like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars this year. What just for example, he would get the extra two hundred fifty thousand from UCF. So yeah, um, and I he's not in a rush necessarily to get a job. He's still getting paid. Well, this year he he could easily take a year off and try to get 
maybe a defensive coordinator job or something next offseason. I'm reading this, uh, this uh, also the, uh, let's see, gold, black and gold batterette. It was on um, SB Nation's yep. website. Um, and it said that, uh, that it, so like you said, he was due to make a million dollars in 2020, and the contract was set to expire January 31st, 2022. And it also said he was due to receive a 300000 retention bonus um, this, I guess this past Monday, or this past Monday maybe, maybe for remaining on staff. Yeah. Uh, and it says, yeah, yeah, it's everything you said. You get 100% of his remaining salary um, if he's if he's let go of it. And we said he's not on the roster now, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, with or, the, the Randy thing, like, like I said, it kind of – Makes sense just because, you know, he's obviously a Miami guy. He's a good position coach, clearly, and he recruits well. Like, that checks all the boxes my Manny seems to be looking for. But, again, we just don't know what that relationship is like. And we don't know if Randy wants to be a position coach again. And Like, you know, it makes sense. I wouldn't be shocked if Miami calls him, assuming, again, we don't know what that Manny-Randy relationship is like. But um, there's just a lot of question marks around that one a lot of question marks around it so but it seems like uh, it would be a good hire if it happened I yeah i mean randy's defenses were always great uh very aggressive yeah um like i guess like manny's yeah in a way uh, very pretty simple his defenses yeah um, yeah his, his big problem is that ucf's defense was terrible last year so yeah they were like 95th or something yeah. and i had a, I, I was reading a story about his defenses so uh his defense last year so um i don't know that one's going to be super interesting to see what mm-hmm. what transpires in the uh I, in my the gut is no but yeah i've also said been wrong several times so in the young and upcoming category uh is jamar cheney who is now i believe an analyst at mississippi state um yep a Florida guy, though. He played at Mississippi State, so obviously um, there's, like, yep. a, that Manny Diaz connection there. I think Manny coached him. Is that right, or oh, I, is that possible? I don't know. Uh, uh, I, yes, his senior year, Manny was the coach. Uh, maybe, actually, I think he missed him by a year. But, obviously, there's that connection. Um yeah, from Port St. Lucie, yeah. He got drafted in the 2010 draft. Manny was there in 20... So they probably overlapped, like, a little bit, but Manny never coached him. Um, yeah, played in the NFL for, you know, a handful of seasons. I remember him. He was, like, solid for the Eagles for a couple of years. Um, and, again, he, like like I said, he was drafted in 2010. He's a, a young guy. He really fits into that young and upcoming... Um, category as a guy who uh you know knows florida well um i guess he's got a really good relationship with kamari wilson who's a five-star safety that miami is is one of miami's top targets for the class of 2021 um yeah i mean he's like a kind of i don't want to say high risk but like you just i mean you just don't know what he's gonna look like um but he fits just like from the personality standpoint and Yes, an analyst in Mississippi State. He had coached at uh, Port St. Lucie West Centennial in Port St. Lucie. 
um, right. until uh, through twenty from twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen, I guess. Um, so, you know, he's uh, obviously like knows the Florida football scene very well. Oh, and he also worked as, uh, right, I forgot he was with Florida for a year as their assistant director of player personnel for high school relations. So he was like, he's kind of been rising up the recruiting department ranks um, and clearly right. like wants to be a coach now that he's an analyst rather than working in uh, a recruiting office. So he right. kind of fits all the bills. Yeah, I know. I Again, I don't know him at all, So, um, but he is a, right, he is a young yeah. The guy that, and I, yeah, thirty-five. Recruiter, I don't know enough about him really. So Miami's um, re- like Miami's obviously recruited that school a little bit too. So like, there's you know, man, Manny just probably knows him from recruiting some of his players. Yeah, I yeah, this will be really interesting to see what he does, and they're lucky that they're that really nobody's started spring football yet. Yeah. So it's. I mean, even though most of the coaching changes, pretty much all of them have been made, um, you know, it's still a fine time if you feel like coming to Miami to yeah. make a change. Yeah. Uh, the one other name uh, I didn't have on the list, but you actually brought up right before we started recording that, that is an interesting one. is Kevin Steele, who um, obviously he was Auburn's. He was the defensive coordinator at Auburn, I believe, last year, right? Um, yep. Kind of like a lifer yeah. there, or, you know, just like a long-time defensive coordinator, you know, one kind of considered one of the best uh, in the SEC for the last uh, couple of years, basically. Yeah, he's been at Auburn. He was at Auburn from 2016 to 2020. Um, hired by Tennessee uh, right before... Jeremy Pruitt got fired. Uh, I believe he was hired as a defensive assistant. Uh, but if you yeah. look at, you know, Tennessee, again, it's all like Auburn, UCF. This is all the connections right now. The, as you can clearly see, like the same couple schools are, uh, it's like incestuous with their uh, coaching carousel right now. Um, when Tennessee hired Josh Heupel from UCF, uh, it does, he's no longer listed on Tennessee's roster. Um, right. Kevin Steele, that is. So, I guess he is available right now. Uh, again, he kind of falls in that Randy category. Was like, does he want to just be a position coach again? Does he, def- you know, he thought he was maybe in line to be Auburn's head coach, according to some reports, um, when they fired Gus Malzahn. Um, you know, he'd be a a pretty good pickup, clearly, as a linebackers coach and as a maybe sort of like pseudo defensive coordinator to help out Manny, um, who again is kind of the defensive coordinator now, but it's just kind of the same thing as you mentioned with Randy Shannon. Like, is he really going to want to go from being like almost was the head coach at Auburn to being the linebackers coach at Miami? Definitely. I think with Randy, I don't know. I to me there might be even more. Well, yeah, there's the Miami baggage there with him too. Miami, he was head coach, and there there was some weird stuff with Randy, and he got you know even though the people who fired him aren't there anymore, Kirby Hocutt, you know Don Shalala was president still. There was a lot of bad feelings and blood and weird stuff, so. And Kevin Steele, there still could be ego involved, and I don't, I wouldn't blame him. 
Yeah. Who knows what's going on with his contracts, you know? Right. So, um, so much is dependent on money and contracts and families and where they want to live and all that. And it's late, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Oh, one last name I realized I forgot to mention. Michael Barrow. Again, I haven't seen this reported. It's just a name that I've seen people on social media and stuff talking about. Um, obviously right. was, you know, another Miami guy. So there's that obvious connection was linebackers coach at Miami, uh, for Al Golden, then coached, uh, with the Seahawks, uh, has not coached as far as I can tell though, since, uh, 2017, um, coach with Randy Shannon. He was, oh, yeah, linebacker. he was linebackers coach with Randy Shannon. So, um, I don't know. It's just another name that, Kind of like makes sense as a candidate, but again, it doesn't look like he's coached since 2017. Like, is that what you want? I don't know. I don't know, and it looks like he's a he's a minister. I was reading a story on with uh, a, a cane sport from. The yeah, summer. they they checked in with him, did like a where are they now kind of thing. And he's like turned his life over to God, and he's I think it says he's 50 and ordained as of as of August, and an ordained minister. Four children lives live in lives in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't I, I don't know if he would. Uh, who knows? If yeah, back. I mean he's definitely a question mark, like I said, because he hasn't coached in a long time. But he fits some of the bills. Um, you know, not necessarily a young guy anymore, but a you know obviously played at Homestead, coached at Homestead uh, for a year before he joined Miami. Um, and but not, not in the game. I mean. I don't know how important it is recruiting-wise if you haven't been in the game. Right, exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. Especially with all the coaches, you know, how many of those coaches that he knew from his days down at Homestead are still around. And now I guess he's up in Charlotte, North Carolina, so it's not like he's even been down here in Miami. Um, But but he's a guy with NFL experience, and, you know, I think he went to a Super Bowl, I guess, when he was with the Seahawks, so it's not like his – you know, those teams were really had really good defenses. He coached Bobby Wagner, who's as good a middle linebacker as there's been in the NFL in the last ten years. So, um, to me, it's he's another one that's just like uh, it wouldn't be shocked if it happens. But to to me, you know, I th- I think Shannon or Steele like are kind of like the safe like if you can get them, that's a home run. Um, Jamar Chaney to me is like kind of the makes sense and I think would be pretty exciting. Uh-huh. He's pretty uh, to pick somebody who's, I guess, as, as, as good as he can get right, right. now. All right. Uh, before we wrap things up, um, it is baseball season. Are you excited? Yes. I love, I love college baseball. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, we are recording this uh, Thursday afternoon. Uh, Miami opens the season Friday in Gainesville against number one, Florida. Um Miami, I think I've seen ranked as high as number six, as low as number 21. Everyone agrees they're going to be pretty good. Uh, everyone agrees their lineup is should be awesome. They bring back eight starters from last year in the starting lineup um, and have the nation's number one recruiting class, according to Baseball America, um, plus a couple really big transfers. Um, the question is the pitching staff. Um, well, what are your expectations for Miami baseball this season? Yeah. they can steer clear of COVID, 
Yep. Uh, I think they're in very good shape. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in the opening series. Um, you know, Florida, the last several years, has owned Miami. And I remember way back when, when Miami... East Island, Florida. Florida. Yep. So it's kind of interesting. It's just everything's changed in the last several years. And um, I think, you know, Miami was picked to win the Coastal, ACC Coastal yep. Division. Um, as a matter of fact, today, uh, it, you know, the catcher, Adrian Del Castillo, yep. and their first baseman, Alex Terrell, who, is the, who was the, you know, top ACC home run hitter a couple seasons ago, those two were named to the preseason Golden Spikes award watch list. And that the Golden Spikes goes to the top player in college baseball at the end of the year. It's like it's like the Heisman, I yep. guess, in baseball. So they've got a really good team. And um, and I think Gino is a very smart guy, Gino Damari, the coach. And, yep. uh, and I love that they're opening <laughs> with Florida at Florida. I think Florida has a brand-new stadium, right? Yeah, yep. So... The whole thing is kind of fun and exciting. Yeah. Uh, I want to see him hit this weekend. Gino mentioned on Tuesday that, uh, you know, that was kind of the frustrating part of it. They lost a – they got swept by Florida last year, lost the first two games in extra innings, lost the third game by two runs, uh, and left the game-tying run at the plate in all three games. Um, So – they got to hit better. I think they only scored eight runs across like 30 innings in that series last year, and that was supposed to be their strength. Um, it should be their strength again this year, as you mentioned. You know, their catcher, Del Castillo, is a – I think MLB.com ranks him as a top five prospect for the 2020 ML, 2021 MLB draft. Terrell is one of the best power hitters in the country. Um, they're pretty high on a Christian Del Castillo, uh, Adrian's older brother who transferred from Seton Hall. Uh, and could start in the outfield. Uh, they got another big transfer from USC and Ben Wanger. They got a really good uh, recruiting class. Yohandi Morales was like a top 30. He was number 32 in the perfect game rankings. Um, and they basic, And then those two freshmen, they're starting two freshmen in the rotation. Um, Alejandro Rosario and Victor Medeiros and um, – Norberto Lopez, who's the recruiting director, basically said, like, if it wasn't for this five-round draft, it was a shorter draft last year, obviously, uh, those guys would probably not be at Miami right now. So they've got, like, the building blocks to be good for the next couple of years with, with those freshmen, um, and then they should be good this year with, with the lineup. You know, I'm expecting growing pains from the freshmen, but the, the offense has got to produce this weekend. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, with college baseball is, I mean, the pitching is so important. Yes. So, you know, and and sometimes you think, guys, you know, they're the the top hitters and and it doesn't happen right away. But I think pitching is, we know they have really great bats. But, uh, and, you know, they're taking their closer, Fetterman, last year. And for the first time, he's going to be a starter for Miami. So all that. We're just going to have to see what happens, but I have very good, ex- I have very high expectations for Miami baseball. I really do. Yeah, it stinks. We never got to see that team last year really get to play um, because they, you know, the, all three starters, two got drafted in the first two rounds, and then their ace is now with the Red Sox. So, like, that was a really okay. good staff that we just never got to see like pitch big but playoff games. But a lot of games. great guys back. 
Yeah, and the, but then the offense, it's everyone is back. So I'm, I'm expecting some growing pains from the pitchers. Like, that's what happens when you start two freshmen on Saturday and Sunday. But the offense, like, no excuses now. You got you got to deliver. Yep. All right, uh, let's finish there. We'll all be able to watch it, right? On the, it's going to be on the SEC network. Right, because none of us get the ACC network, but all of us get the SEC network. Yes. Uh, totally logical you. for South Florida. <laughs> Thanks, Comcast. All right, uh, let's finish there. Uh, I guess they won't be sponsoring us anytime soon. Um, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Um, she is uh, back from vacation and uh, should be covering this F- Miami, Florida series this weekend. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, I'll be uh I'll be off for the next couple of days, but then uh, I'll actually be up in Lakeland for high school basketball state championships for a couple of weeks, and then uh, when I return, I'll be hopefully uh, getting right into spring football. It's right around the corner all of a sudden, less than a month away, right? Yeah, March thirteenth. March thirteenth. So yeah, less than a month away. Uh, should be exciting. I'll uh, also we'll we'll we'll, be, we'll come back maybe next week. We'll see when Miami hires. Uh, a replacement for Travis Williams because we've got more news to wait on now. Uh, so thanks as always for listening, everyone, and I uh, will talk to you uh, next week. Thanks, everybody.